Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I am here this week with Gene Paskett, who is going to talk to us about immunizations and the Coville office and some of the experiences she's had working at the health department. How's it going today, Gene? Good. So starting off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've worked at Summit County and some of your interests outside of work? I've been a public health nurse now for quite a few years. Born and raised in Summit County, been here for many, many years. I've actually been a nurse now for almost 39 years. And I love this, I love this valley, and that's why I live here. I married my sweetheart back in 1978. We built our house in Coville. We have a wonderful family, two daughters that live close in the area. We have wonderful son-in-laws, and we also have four beautiful grandchildren. And I think that's the neatest part about living in the same areas you can have your grandkids really close by and watch them grow. Some of the things that uh, we love to do is we love to camp and we love to fish and we own our own boat and we go fishing every year up to Yellowstone and that is really an awesome place to be. We brought home some great big lake trout. We've got a few of them sitting on our wall. So that's kind of our, our interest is the fishing and the, and the boating and camping that we do in the summer. But anything that has a vacation, I'm for it. That sounds like a good time. So you said you've been a health nurse going on 39 years now. Kind of in our day and age, someone who is dedicated and sticks with a profession that long is pretty admirable and that's pretty cool. How did you get into public nursing back, back in the day? Well, actually, I've been a hospital nurse and I've been a clinic nurse for the two local doctors that used to work in the Coville area. And in 1984, I applied for the public health nurse job in Summit County, and I worked there for five years. And then I left and went to the University of Utah Hospital and worked there as a rehab nurse for several years, and then came back in 96 and reapplied for the same job that I had back in the 80s and landed that job and I've been here since 1994 as a public health nurse and I love preventative health. That's kind of where my whole focus has always been. I think that is so important. That's definitely a lot of different experiences within nursing and I'm sure each one kind of had their pros and cons and their challenges and their rewards as well. So what drew you back here to Summit County after you so you were down at you were here at Summit County you were down at the U and then you came back to Summit County what was the reason for that I was really tired of the drive and plus I'd work the afternoon shifts there now if I had stayed there since 1984 I'd have had quite a few years in through the, the county segueing into that with your experiences here at the health department what are some changes you've seen in our community maybe related to health during your first stint here and then since you've been here since the 90s well we are seeing a lot more diseases now than we were back then and i think it's because things are being more reported now than they were way back when because everything comes through an electronic report now that's what i've noticed is our communicable diseases have increased we are also immunizing more. A lot 
a lot of shops that are preventing disease than what we were uh, back in the 80s. So there is a lot more diseases that we're protecting our individuals from. We talked about kind of the community and that side of things. Looking at the health department and how it's grown and evolved over the years, do you want to talk a little bit about that, about the things you've seen within the department, how we've grown and expanded? Well, our staff has grown. I, I do know that. When we started, when I started working here back in the 80s, you know, we had maybe just a, a handful of people running a lot of different services. And now our staff, we've really expanded. We offer a lot of services in all of the three locations. WIC services, EI services, immunization services, women's health services. We have a full environmental health service now that does water and air quality. When I first started and we kind of met, you walked me through some of the different buildings and just kind of the changes in growth in Coville. And I thought it was interesting to kind of know where the health department had been located and moved over the years. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Right, we've moved a lot. Back in the 1980s, we were actually inside the court, the courthouse down in the basement. That was when we had a very small amount of people that used to work for the health department. So we could squeeze everybody down in the, and it was in a one room building. Because the jail was down there at the same time, right? It okay. was. It must and have been packed. So it was very, very packed. And then they moved us to a house just behind the courthouse. From there, we went to a modular unit but that was behind where I work right now in the Summit County Health Department slash Library Services building. And now we've moved back into that same building. The Summit County Hospital building was the original building, and now we're back in, in there. You work a large portion of the time at the Coville Clinic. Is there anything about Coville specifically that you want the public to know about or encouraging them to come by and take advantage of? Well, I think a lot of people don't even know we're there. They don't know where we're actually located. And so I would just like to make people aware that we are in the same building as the library, but we're on the south end of the building, and we're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We have a wonderful staff there, and we offer all the same services as they do in the, in the other clinics, in the other buildings, like in Camas and in Park City. And you guys stay pretty busy over there, right? We do. It fluctuates. During flu season, we see a lot of people. We are usually about the only, I guess, agency in town other than uh, the Colville Health Center that gives the flu vaccinations because we don't have a pharmacy there that can do those. And so we have a lot of people that come in to see us there. And besides that, I go out on home visits to those that cannot get in to receive their flu shots. And I go out and do flu and pneumonia shots on those individuals. Plus, we also go into businesses like and uh, agencies like Senior Citizen Center there and do the uh, flu vaccinations and pneumonia vaccinations there. You're not just serving Coville. You've also got Hennifer and Hoytsville and Upton and Shaw Creek. There's really a wide community that you guys are serving over on the east side. I'm very familiar with all those places. I used to go up Elkhorn to see patients and I used to go up. I also seen a lot of wildlife while I was going into those locations to visit our little patients that couldn't get into us. But we feel that that's part of the service that we need to offer is a lot of people just, you know, they may have the inability to get into us easily. And so we would rather go out to them and help them. I think that's 
something that a lot of people don't think of when they think about a public nurse is that you're making calls as well as being available in the office and you're not just doing shots but there's a lot of different things that come with being a public nurse and a lot of people i mean my husband doesn't even know what i do really because there's a lot of things that you know it's hard for people to understand because preventative health is 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 hard because we're trying to prevent many many things it's not like coming in and, and getting treatment, like diagnosing and treating. We are preventing. There's a lot of fluctuations that go with that job, but I love it because I think it all comes from to stay healthy, you need to prevent disease. And how do you prevent disease? You come in and you get immunized or you come in and get screened for your women's health needs and stuff. And plus, you know, we do a lot of contact investigations where we contact people on communicable diseases, things like that. So it, it's a wide variety of things that I do. And there's a whole awareness piece that goes with that, I imagine, where You've got to get people in the clinic in the right. first place. I think there's kind of a perception in the public sometimes that if I'm not sick, I don't need to worry about things. Regarding getting a flu shot, it's like, well, you know, I'll probably be okay. And if I get the flu, then I get the flu. But it's harder, I think, when you're coming from your position and you're going out to people and they feel great and there's nothing wrong with them and you're telling them, hey, you need to come in. Just getting people to take the time to do something that's really important and could benefit them in the long run. Education is a big piece. I mean, we have to do a lot of education. And we still have a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to come in for a flu shot because it's going to give me the flu. Right. And so we have to educate people to let them know that, no, flu shots are here to prevent disease, not to give them the flu. So, uh, but education, you know, everything we do, we educate. And that is a big part of public health is, is the education and having the correct information that we're sending out to the public also. So that having all the offices, everybody that's educating, kind of speaking on the same line. So somebody's not giving different information than another office. Talking about flu shots, that kind of segues us nicely into our next topic, which is immunizations and shots overall. So just kind of a broad level view, why are they important? What different kinds of shots and immunizations do you offer? Who needs them? Well, why they're important, I mean, they're preventing disease. By the time a baby is two years of age, we're protecting them against 14 different types of communicable diseases. And it's so important to start babies early on their immunizations. And we have a few parents that like to procrastinate that. There's a couple of reasons we start babies early is because they are vulnerable to the disease when they're little. They don't have any immunity towards most of the diseases that are out there. So to get them protected before they become exposed is extremely important. And immunizations goes for all ages. We immunize at birth with hepatitis B, usually right in the hospital. And right into their senior years, we want patients or families and, and our individuals to be protected against flu and pneumonia and shingles and, you know, measles and mumps and rubella and all those things and whooping cough. There, there's never an age where you don't want an immun immunize. It's through all ages. And I think that's the most important point that I want to put out. Just because you graduate from high school doesn't mean you never get another immunization again. I'm, I'm going to butcher the way you explained this to me the first time, but when I came in and you talked about people who maybe don't immunize or get shots for certain <clears throat> things, 
And basically, the way you explained it to me is there's kind of this ripple effect where that not only affects them and their family, but it can then put the entire community at risk as well. And that's true. Vaccines are very, very safe. They have spent billions of dollars of scrutinizing vaccine safety. We do know vaccines are safe. But there is a small group of people there that are, they still fear vaccines. We educate and tell our patients and our families, make sure that you're looking at credible information. When you're going on websites and looking at information, that you're looking at the credible websites that's giving you the correct information. Because the problem is it mushrooms. You know, I'm listening to what my friend is telling me. They say vaccines are dangerous. Well, where did your friend get that information? Make sure that you know the facts, both sides, pros and cons, and then you make your own informed decision what is best for your family. I'm a firm believer of immunizing. I mean, that's why I'm a public health nurse. I make sure my family, are they're immunized against diseases. I make sure myself is immunized against diseases. I don't want to be the one that is going to be actually the person that is the vector. You don't want to be the vector out there and spreading the disease to people that might be very prone in, in picking up the disease. There's people out there that cannot, they cannot receive immunizations. They may have severe allergies to certain things or they may be undergoing cancer treatments or radiation treatment and they cannot receive those immunizations. So we don't want to give them the disease or we look at our little babies that are out there. They usually don't start their immunizations until two months, and they're usually not adequately immunized until they, they get their series completed, which is at six months, and then they get a booster at 12 to 15 months. If we expose them before they're adequately you know, protected, then they could have some problems. I would just add to that by saying, if you are looking for information or you want to make sure that you get both sides of the issue, a lot of great resources out there. One is cdc.gov, which is the Center for Disease Control and information on most everything you could you could ever want to know something about re related to public health. The other, of course, is our website, summitcountyhealth.org, which we have a lot of information there. Or if you want, you can, I'm sure you, you wouldn't mind people giving you a call if they had any questions or wanted to know more information themselves. We have lists of credible websites that they can go on, on to. Look at the pros of vaccination. And that's good to know, and we definitely encourage people, if they have any questions, to take advantage of these resources and information that we have out there. And one other thing we wanted to talk about was HPV. Yeah, I would like to talk a little bit about the HPV vaccine, which is actually an anti-cancer vaccine. The HPV vaccine is also called Gardasil, and it was licensed in 2006 as a quadrivalent vaccine that protected against four HPV viruses. And HPV stands for human papillomaviruses, which causes cervical cancer in females. It can also cause different cancers in, in boys and girls, and also genital warts. Now, which is really exciting, is that the HPV vaccine has now become a nine-valent vaccine, so it protects you against nine different viruses that, ca that can cause cancer. This vaccine is highly effective in reducing cancer. 
and it has close to 100% protection against pre-cervical cancers and genital warts. Approximately 79 people in the United States are infected with HPV, and approximately 14 million people each year in the United States will become newly infected with the HPV virus. Each year, an estimated 26,000 cancers are attributable to HPV, and about 17,000 are in women and 9,000 in men. And despite these scary statistics, the use of HPV vaccine in the United States is extremely low, and especially in Utah. This vaccine is recommended. It can be started as early as nine years of age in boys and girls, but it's usually recommended between 11 to 12 years in boys and girls up through 26 years of age. And the reason why they pick that age between 11 to 12 years of age is because kids are coming in to be immunized against different diseases like tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, and also meningitis. And so they figured that this would be a perfect time to introduce this vaccine to that age group. It's not a mandatory vaccine. It is a recommended vaccine, and we want to stress that this is an anti-cancer vaccine. If we can start this vaccine at this age, also their immune system is extremely robust, so they will be able to get a really good immunity to this vaccine. They do know that the, it's very, very safe. The data's been out now at least 10 years on this vaccine, and this would be a good one to make sure that families are looking into this and researching this, because again, it's recommended. It is not mandatory for school entry into seventh grade. Anything that can prevent cancer is something that is very well worth it. The HPV vaccine has been a huge vaccine achievement, and thousands of lives will be saved by this vaccine. And you said that it's especially low in Utah that it's being used, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right, so yeah, we definitely want to get the word out there and encourage people to check that out and get more information on that and see if they have any children or loved ones around that age that could benefit from that. Right. We want to make sure that the public is well informed and they're very educated on this vaccine because, again, it is not the first anti-cancer vaccine we have out there is actually the second. The first anti-cancer vaccine was hepatitis B because it can protect you against liver cancer. So now this is the second anti-cancer vaccine. And I think the future holds that we are going to start seeing more anti-cancer vaccines coming into play, which will be a huge impact for a lot of people. That's certainly encouraging news, and we hope that we can continue to innovate and come up with more protection for cancer along those lines. And, you know, if you get exposed to this virus, which is very prevalent, they say usually one in three persons will be exposed to one form of HPV in their lifetime. And it usually does not show up until you're in your childbearing years. So you may go into your doctor and they screen you for HPV or and you find out that you have HPV cancer and therefore it can affect your reproductive years. You could have, you know, um, your uterus could be removed and you may not be able to have children because you've had the HPV virus that has caused problems with your cervix. And that is the scary part about this disease is usually it does not show up until a decade or two later when you're in that prime years of having children, which is really sad for families. I'd like to share with you a couple of special projects that we're doing here in Summit County at this, uh, this time. 
These are vaccines that are provided to us by the state of Utah, free of charge, and we can give these to individuals that may have not may not have insurance or be underinsured. And the first special project I would like to talk about is it's called the Adult High Risk Hepatitis B Initiative. And we can give individuals 19 years and older free hepatitis A and B shots called Twinrix. And so if you are if you do not have insurance or if your insurance does not cover this vaccine, you know, ask the health department about this. You also have to be high risk to receive this vaccine, and high risk could be you could have diabetes, or you could have hepatitis C, or you could have HIV disease, or you could be in an occupation that exposes you to the hepatitis B virus. And so we just want to make sure that everybody is, is up to date on their hepatitis A and Bs, and we want to make sure that there's no barriers there for people to receive these vaccines if they cannot afford them. So just please ask us about those, or we will ask you when you come in for our services. We usually screen everybody just to make sure that they are up to date on their immunizations. Another project that we're doing that goes along with the adult high-risk hepatitis B initiative is that if you qualify for a free Twinrix vaccination, which is hepatitis A or B, you may qualify for a free HPV vaccine too if you're between 19 through 26 years of age on that, on that grant. So we might be able to immunize you with that vaccine and also the Tdap vaccine, which is the tetanus, diphtheria, and acellular pertussis vaccine. And that is recommended once um, every 10 years. And then after that, we would give you just a TD after the 10 years. And then the second one would be the Senior Outreach Project. And we could give seniors that are 60 years and older that have no insurance or maybe on an insurance that does not cover their vaccine, we could give them a free shingles vaccine, which is called Zostavax, and it protects you against shingles. So again, you know, we've got a couple of good projects out there that we would like to make sure that people are getting protected against. Shingles is extremely high. One in three people will develop shingles in their lifetime. So we don't want any barriers out there for people if they are needing, needing those vaccines. We also have the VFC program, which stands for Vaccines for Children. So if you have a child anywhere from birth through 18 years of age that have no insurance, that are on Medicaid or CHIP insurance, or American Indian or Alaska Native, we can give you free vaccine through the state of Utah and protects all babies against the 14 vaccine preventable diseases by age two. If you qualify, if you feel like you may qualify, please call the health department and we will go through that with you. All right, and those are services, once again, we just encourage everyone to learn more about and take advantage of. If there was one thing that you wanted the public to know about or take away from our chat here today, what would it be? Vaccines prevent diseases, and please become well-informed with all the vaccines that are out there that would be important to your family, and it's, it's never too late to vaccinate. Even if you have not started vaccinations, you know, start now. And if you have started and you have quit vaccination, we never start over. We always start where you left off. Just make sure that you check creds, uh, the websites that are credible when you're making your decisions, especially if, if you don't feel comfortable with immunizing right now, a good place to start would be to talk to your doctor 
or talk to the health department and that will be able to help you with ho hopefully making a, a really good informed decision for your family. Right now we're seeing a lot of flu. Like to make sure that everyone six months and older is protected against influenza and it protects you against four different strains of the, of the flu, uh, two type A's and two type B's. We know flu vaccines help because what we worry about with flu is the secondary complications like pneumonia that puts you in the hospital and that you could die from. Please get immunized. The more people we see immunized, the less we're going to see flu outbreaks. Jean, thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll have you back on the future. Till then, like we said before, we just want to encourage everyone to stop by one of our three locations in Camas, Coville, or Round Valley here and get any more information that you might have or get your flu shot if you don't have it yet. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County HealthCast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.